Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam, and I'm joined by my co-host, George. Hello! Unfortunately, Grant can't be with us tonight. Each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we talk about how they discovered it, why they love it, and at the end, we decide if we agree that it's flawless. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family, and we'd love for you to join. Tell us what you think about our favorite albums and your favorite albums, and also your favorite episodes of Flawless. You can find the link in our show notes. Please use it to judge Liam on all of his decisions. Yes, because it's not as much fun when you just judge us on the page. There's loads of places you can judge us. It's awesome. And we also have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month. And no matter how much you back us for, you'll get access to all of our special bonus episodes. And a shout out to our friend Bianca, who joined us a couple of weeks ago and became our third backer. So go, go, Bianca! Welcome, Bianca. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. So... This episode of Flaws, we have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Trina Massey. Hello, how are you? Really Hi, stoked. Trina. Hi, Trina. To be here. Um, I'll, I guess I'll introduce myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, I work, I guess, in arts administration. So currently um, as a program manager, so I create programs. I do that nationally for the association I work with. I used to do it for Queensland, Q Music. I'm also a DJ which is the funnest thing in the world. Awesome. Um, and my background is working in the industry. So I used to own a record label um, and a management branch. And then most recently, I was the Greens candidate for this part of Brisbane, mm-hmm. which is like the city and New Farm, Tenerife, that central area. So awesome. that's so me. You're easily the coolest person yeah. in the room by <laughs> most miles. Yeah. Like, even if you put anything cool about me and Liam together, yeah, you'll be Trina would just be like, nah, mate. <laughs> Oh, we'll see about that. I plan to challenge that. <laughs> I have a lot of geeking knowledge. <laughs> oh, we like it. You might have also noticed that we're now recording in the same room again, so which is just such Ooh, a relief. Yeah. Not only for getting together with talking about music with friends, but also I don't have to try and edit and sync episodes up together, which has just been the bane of my existence for It's the because last I few trust you and your germs now and yeah. you can come into my home. <laughs> it's all good. Cool. So, Trina, would you like to tell us what album you've nominated as Flawless? I have nominated um, XX by the XX. Awesome. Cool. So, XX is the debut album by English indie pop band The XX and was released on 14th of August 2009 by Young Turks, an imprint of XL Recordings. So, how did you discover the band and or the album? Um, one of my fondest memories, actually. Back when I was studying and as I was just starting out in the music industry, I used to work at a bar called Rick's mm-hmm. oh. and I was one of the bar managers before um, it got sold to like next door to RG's. Oh, yes. And it went and... way downhill. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, I can't call it. Brecky. You can't yeah. go wrong with that. <laughs> oh, mate, that $4 dollar Brecky, it bloody killed it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> gone it's gone up. It's, it's like gone six, up. It's, oh, yeah, it's not four anymore. It's like uh, six or eight now. Yeah. Inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there used to be a DJ that used to play – at um, Friday nights, his, his his DJ name was Harvey Satan, and he was such 
a big character that that's what I remember for the mid two thousands in the valley. These big characters, flamboyant clothes, maybe too much alcohol, but really huge characters. And Harvest Satan was such an incredibly engaging character and played music. And he was always at the forefront. Like I would hear music from him. Um, that was always like just pushing it like newer and newer and newer mm-hmm. and pushing it. And, um, one day I popped into the bar cause he was doing like a day shift. So he kind of worked in the daytime at the bar, but he was a DJ and he had this album on. And I remember it clearly because, um, it was so different from the music that he had been playing and mm. maybe the listen, like not even maybe honestly, the, the music that I had been listening to for such a long time. Like, you know, we're talking about 2009. Mm -hmm. So we're talking really at the peak of indie rock, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just as a, you know, just as about sex is on fire is about to blow up and kill indie rock. But like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? But this was the peak of it. This is when everyone was dancing to guitars. And this record really transformed what I thought was indie. Yeah. Really um, helped me think about spaces and mm-hmm. how music can create space and how if you create space within songs that other th- emotions can be generated and really did put me towards a new path of listening, diversificating what I was listening to. So that's why I think it's a flawless record. Awesome. Ah, look at you go. <laughs> George. Hello. Someone has jumped in and nominated an English band. They're, they're stealing your bit. They're stealing my bit. Like had, you're bringing an in English band to a knife fight. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> had you heard of the XX before and or this album before? Uh, what do you think, Liam? I think you've heard of both. Yes, I think <laughs> you might be correct. Of course I've heard of the XX. So at the time I was listening to XFM, which is like a way cooler triple J. So mm. um, they would have um, in the evening there's a show called Exposure, which is run by a guy called John Kennedy. And he is so well known in the industry. He's won awards from NME for just being awesome just genuinely it's just like you're just really good so um be awesome and uh he i would i think the first time i would have heard the xx was on xfm's exposure which was like too many x's to go uh, to go around um and they won the mercury music prize they did that year mm-hmm. um and the mercury music prize is a really big deal and people um, in the industry are the ones that they'll have huge bands and then they'll have bands that are completely unheard of and it would be a real like mixed bag of who's nominated and then industry people including my friend John Kennedy are the judges of who gets that prize so um, they won that year mm-hmm. and I was like my friend John helped with that yeah. <laughs> um, so well, probably I assume he voted I don't know um, yeah so I'd heard the um I'd heard the singles mainly and also you could not exist um, watching British TV without knowing half of these songs from Mm. adverts and from like um, documentaries, TV shows and everything. It was just the, it was like Sigur Ross who mm. were just the background to every BBC world documentary. Um, they That's basically so had a license. <laughs> right? That's so interesting. Mm, so yeah. I think of like um, some of the songs, I'm, honestly, I think, I think it was like Crystallized was just, oh, no, VCR was mm. used on probably about four different adverts at the same time. You're yeah. like, okay, are you a gas company? Are you selling <laughs> me a car? Like what's going on here? So you could not get away from hearing them. Can, so people talk about it being a slow burn record, but over in the UK it was just like oh the xx yeah 
they're everywhere straight away. Pretty much, they they turned into the music or that was like the your grandparents didn't know that they were listening to on the TV. Mm. Like wow. that, that music in the because you talk about space, yeah. so they left the space for the dialogue over the top of yeah. the TV shows, yeah. um, or for the adverts to have, or those little tiny twinkles of the guitar or piano or something would come in, and then that was used on repeat for. An advert. So there was no way I got away from this album. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just... I think I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was very much in my face. So, uh, yeah, there we go. So, But you hadn't necessarily heard the album all the way so through. So I actually had heard the album all the way through okay. by illegal means, obviously. Obviously. Because uh, it was 2009, I was 24, um, and I was... I'd bought a house, so uh, I had no money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I was buying... Uh, pasta for 37 pence from my local supermarkets so uh yeah i so i used illegal means such as soul seek etc back mm-hmm. in the day lime wire, oh, <laughs> lime wire. Uh, but yeah so i had a copy of the album um in an illegal format when i was 24 when it came out nice. there you go so liam yes you heard the album the band i had i knew of the band i hadn't heard the album all the way through um, definitely they landed on Triple J and they just exploded straight into there. They were going to change what indie rock sounded like for Triple J, who'd always been moving towards more synthy and hip-hop sort of stuff. So this was a really great gateway for them to be able to take a lot of stuff. And then lots of Australian bands started sounding like them. So, yeah, um, I wouldn't say I was super happy with the transformation at the time. I liked my four-piece rock dude bros hanging out in front of guitars, <laughs> rocking out and mel- mash- moshing a little bit. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it took off right away. And then it was so Islands was number 56 in the hottest 100 that year. So they took over the Triple J airwaves. And then you could totally see everyone starting to try to sound like them and try to be like them, which was, yeah, changed the way people thought about indie rock, I thought, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So, Trina, did you expect us to both know of them and of their music already? Yes, I did. But- I mean, I guess they've only been increasing. I mean, I think the direction the music moved towards is mm-hmm. probably not where everyone expected it to go because it's really electronic now, right? Yeah. Um, but I did expect everyone to kind of know of them, mm-hmm. but maybe not have listened to the full album um, because it did have some hits. And you know how we, we got in the 2000s? It was all about bangers. Yeah. 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 Well, I would go to indie clubs and uh, you, I would hear their songs yeah. playing indie clubs and people were dancing around like they were back in the shoegaze era. How were people dancing to this? Because apart was, from a couple of songs, it would be very hard to dance for most of this album. You stand, you look, you wave your arms around as Trina yeah. is currently Trina's doing, doing right. and you look at your own feet and yeah. you don't look in the eye of another human being, Yeah, uh, basically, unless there's a particular lift or a particular moment, then you're allowed to look up at the sky and then you look back down again and you look at your feet. So it was like bringing back shoegaze, mm. like dreamy pop like shoegaze stuff and that's how so people just like sway from side to side <laughs> as i'm currently doing everyone's swaying yeah. everyone's swaying there's no yeah. real beat yeah yeah and but you want to look pensive yeah and emotive yeah pretty much that doesn't sound like a good time it, like, <laughs> like I, I get i get i get <laughs> was, going and seeing them live to experience live this the soft swaying but going out somewhere to dance and then having a soft sway doesn't feel like a really good, time. good interlude between having a you know, a bop, having a big yeah. bop around to people like um, the Rapture or something like that. Mm. And then you drop to the XX. You're like, oh, thank 
Christ for that. <laughs> so you just have a little That one. is actually something that like um like I talk about with a lot of young DJs because everyone mm-hmm. thinks it's like bang bang just bangers. Yeah. But a really great DJ creates these moments that yeah. are not mm-hmm. that are not you can't maintain like you can't literally your body cannot it sweats. <laughs> you need time you to pee. This, you need you time need to time. pee. You need time to think. Go to the bath. You need time to like switch up the genre that you're playing mm-hmm. and yeah. You know XX kind of straddled that indie yep. Um, this album that hits from this album straddled that like kind of indie shoegaze pop so that you could go into indie or you could go into rock or you could go into like, um, you know, something more instrumental. It also played a lot at the end of the night. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, as in, it's a come down, a bit of a come down, down. Calm down. down. Yes. Yeah. Remember when clubs used to be open at 5 a.m.? Come <laughs> down, it's 5 a.m. It's quarter to five. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to go home. Yeah, yeah, it's like little dreamy lullabies sometimes. It's just mm. like, we're ready now, guys. It's all right. We're all good. Then it's we'll been a good night. Up. Yeah, it's been See a good night. And as soon as I start playing Iron and Wine, you're definitely out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like we're gone. We're gone. We've moved to folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From great heights. <laughs> yes. It had to, of course. It had to. So there you go. That's how we so that's how the mood is like shifted in a club with mm. the XX. There you go. Fair enough. Spoken by a true DJ. Yes, it is. That's fantastic. So this was the first of now three albums. So what how do you do you like the other two albums as much, or is it really just this one as a standout? I think the reason this one was a standout was because in the scene of where indie rock was going and you'd think about like the biggie, biggest indie rock bands at the time. So kind of strokes were there, but there were, you know, Reptilia had come out and that was just really fast and frenetic. Uh, Kings and Leon pre sex on fire, yeah. you know, back when he was on yeah, heroin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not that that's good. No. <laughs> just, just but you know, you're talking yeah. about a lot of like, you know, uh, even the rapture, a lot of the music was really fast-paced, high BPM. Mm-hmm. Like the guitars weren't melodic, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I found. Like you know, there's I'm sure we'll talk about. There's different bits to this album that I really found so different. And one of them was that guitar tone, um, which was so much more melodic and less aggressive mm-hmm. than a lot of the you know the four-piece rock bands were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And so while I really do enjoy the other albums and they're like beautifully made albums mm-hmm. um, and Jamie XX's solo stuff yeah. is really awesome too and that's a jam, like that's mm-hmm. a party. Um, I think for me this just holds a timeless quality in the way that it was so different to what indie bands were supposed to be at the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So there were singles. There were singles. And Liam usually is really good at taking down very good <laughs> notes on this. So I, there was no point me even doing it. So go forth. So the four singles were Crystallized, makes complete sense as a lead-off single, Basic yeah. Space, Islands, and VCR, mm-hmm. which was... Three of them yep. together on the record. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Lead, front off, off the top. Yep. And, the intro, and then the intro is like almost... Like it's not a fully fledged song. It's more of just like that intro. Here's the sound. Here's what it's going to sound like as we as we progress forward. So and I think they did a good job on the intro of saying this is what we sound like. I, the in, the intro is one of my favorite sound. One of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. I love that. That's mm. really cool. Like just yeah, just that spacey intro and just there. Here we are. Yep. And this is this is probably they took pieces of things that everybody else had done, but I think they looked at it in a way that no one else had really looked at it before, and no one was looking at it that way at the time. Mm-hmm. And they really brought back like you know. That female male harmony, so good. Mm-hmm. You know those, and that's what the I think the intro does really well. Mm-hmm. It kind of yeah. just with the humming, you kind of get it's going to be two voices that are equal, yeah, you and are have space, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, and I think that's yeah, 
Yeah, mm. I like the I like intro too. So the X-A- I like a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's flawless. Well, otherwise it'd be weird if you didn't. So those two vocalists that we talked about are Romy Madley Croft and Oliver Sim, who also play guitar and bass, and then Jamie Smith, aka Jamie XX, who does beats, MPC production and mixing. I didn't know what MPC was. What's would you know what MPC was as a DJ? Oh no, I'm thinking it's like the. Like I feel it's like a MIDI source, player like or something. Player? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then Baria Qureshi who was on keyboards and guitar and left the band shortly after making this album. Yeah. Um, Got the so, money from the Mercury and just went, see ya. Well, they, <laughs> I, I read a few things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I bet so, so much. Well, well, that's done. <laughs> that was a nice, nice thing. I was going to go and work in my local Waitrose. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so they, so Romy and Oliver, the two vocalists, have known each other since they were three. So I read a quote. Romy says, I've known Oliver since I was three. We were at nursery school together. We've just grown up together. We went to primary school and secondary school and sixth form, which I don't know what that is. Sixth form is years um, 11 and 12. 11 and 12, cool. Okay. And now we're doing this. 17 years and we met Jamie and Barry aged 11 at school. So just that connection. I don't, I don't speak to anyone that I've known since I was 11. I certainly don't speak to anyone who I've known since I was three. I'm on a group chat with people I've known since I was three. Oh my god! Oh, that's a lot. I know, right? I'm also stuck on like that sixth form, like yeah, you know, going super seon. I've achieved my sixth form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very, it's very just, British. It's just you could leave school at sixteen uh, oh, okay. when you when you'd finish year eleven. You could leave school at sixteen and go off and do other things, or you could go to um, sixth form, which is years eleven and twelve, which is a precursor to going to uni. So you oh. couldn't go to uni unless you go to sixth form, but you would only study three subjects at sixth form, and what that was whatever you wanted. But they would be the specialty three subjects that you had to do right. to get onto the uni course you wanted to do. So you couldn't like get onto a science uni course without doing your three sciences at A level when your A level was your sixth form. Because I think we're the same here. You can leave school. You could when I did Year school. 10. You can leave school at the end of grade ten. Yeah. Or go on to eleven and twelve. Um, but eleven and twelve are still full years, like six, twelve, eight subjects, whatever yeah. it is. And mm-hmm. all the schools are. Eight through twelve, they don't. There's no separate. Like you don't go to a physically separate place for eleven and twelve. Like it's all just the same school. Well, we sometimes have the same school. Sometimes you go to a different school yeah. because oh. you'll go to a specialty. So I went to a specialty one that did arts when I did mine. And um, but anyway, and they both. I was doing like musical theatre and music technology. So okay. I was like doing those things together, and it was just like a odd. But that was like the way it worked over there. Like in if, if I wanted to go to uni to study acting, I had to go to a sixth form that did arts. Mm. And uh, so yeah. it was that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I did that and then I went to uni. But recently I had this – where was I yesterday? Or was it the day before? I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> it's adulting, right? Um, and I thought, you know what would have been handy in high school? Tax. Basically right. tax. <laughs> like that would have been nice. Like no. I didn't need I didn't need year twelve biology, but damn, I could have done with yeah. some tax, tax, inflation, mortgages, uh, so many things that I wish I just learned at school. And I'm like, why on earth did I learn all this other <laughs> stuff that did not help me in any way that I can Google now? Uh, but I can't Google tax; it makes no sense. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> XX. Sorry. We we diverted. That's what <laughs> sorry about that. Is. Sorry. Um, and that's how you get to uni back yeah. in the UK. Um, cool. And so that's how their context. If they went to the same like prime like. They would have gone to the same nursery if there were three and then same primary and secondary and sixth form. That's like you're really dedicated to another human being. Mm. If you're all mm. dedicated to the same like path, if you follow somebody through all of those different um, part, like different schoolings. Which kind of makes sense because, you know, when you think about this record, like it's pretty intimate. Yes. Like lyrically, it is like 
you know, it mm-hmm. is pretty intimate stuff going on and kind of makes sense that you yeah. have to be in that safe space with someone that, you know, you've known forever. Yeah. Pretty much. Awesome. Cool. That's a good quote. Thanks, Liam. Uh, so, uh, songs that, that, oh, big question that we love to ask. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen them perform live? I have. <gasps> cool. I have. Go forth and What tell was us. it like? It was, um. It was like it was the was it sorry last year. So the past year has been like yeah. you know it's yeah, just time like is what, an where right are now? we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember where we are. I'm gonna say the last Australian tour, which I think was either last year in March or February or the year before, and it was at the Tivoli. So beautiful mm-hmm. setting, nice. Um, and it was magical. Like the music is magical, but I also was just um. Like it was, it was one of those gigs where everyone is standing and swaying, like doing mm. shoegaze for the mm. hour and a half. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was magical because there are such like live, mm. there are like, um, like, you know, the, the guitars and crystallized, bum, 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 you know what yeah. I mean? And like, yeah. and then like the kind of running drum beat, mm-hmm. right? These are all actually really crunchy when yeah. it's live. But if everyone's just like holding their partners and swaying, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was w- wonderful. Like they sounded fantastic. The visuals were great. Yeah. Um, I remember closing my eyes a lot and just listening to the music. Nice. Their harmonies were like really wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, and of course it was on the last, it was touring the last album. So was it Angels from memory? Uh, I see you. I see you. So that's a really dancey album. <laughs> Cool. Right, and mm-hmm. people were still swaying, and people were still swaying. A right. couple okay. of people in the front, the younger, the younger kids were just <laughs> like, you know. Um, but it was the younger really... kids yeah. were all stood around, like drinking a glass of red and making a podcast. <laughs> like the young ones, dancing the young ones were up trip. there having a wonderful time. <laughs> but it was a beautiful gig, and um, you know, with those three albums and such a diversity mm-hmm. of them, I know that they, from memory, I remember them playing maybe three songs off this album because okay. of because of. You know, they're the hits, right? Everyone. Yeah, yeah of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but it was an amazing live show. And I really look, I really hope that album four is on the way. Mm. Awesome. Cool. Um, I've not seen them live. So no, I feel me- like I'd like to. Like, I, I think I'd like to see them live because I really enjoy swaying um, and I enjoy looking down at my feet. But more than that, I really enjoy closing my eyes at concerts. I have like a, a real thing. It's like, why, why am I here? Like, <laughs> um, which is why it doesn't matter where I stand. As long as I've got like good acoustics, it doesn't really matter. Um, unless I'm, it's like a dirty punk band and I'm right up the front getting bruised and beaten and battered. But if it's something like this, it's something I want to experience. It's a journey. It's like a, it's a great visual show too. I remember that the mm-hmm. light show and the visuals were incredible okay well i'll have to bear that in mind but yeah so they're a band i think i'd really enjoy to like in, like sway sway to and have a little bop to maybe like show some youngins how to bop <laughs> so uh just be like hey this one's it's got very, a higher it's a very short bop you'd have to get these yeah, songs a, don't bop for very long if they do yeah i know but for, on some of the newer ones it's yeah, a little boppier so you i could I'd bop around and go this is what happens when you lift your feet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have so, you yeah. seen them no, I haven't seen them live because, yeah, they're not something that's been super, super grabbed my attention over the years. So, um, But I was listening to the album. So my background is a live music journalist. Yep. And I was listening to the album. I'm like, I'm just, it was hard for me to picture what the live live show would be like because it's 
yeah, you can't, this album particularly, you probably can't do a lot of dancing to it. You can do a bit of swaying to it, but then they're also so super mega popular that everybody would be jammed in. Yeah. So I was just, I was interested to know if like everyone would be swaying or if it would just be like, everyone's just like transfixed looking at the stage because there's not a lot else you need to do with your body as it happens. And it was, it's yeah. atmospheric. Yeah. But that's the right. newer stuff is yeah. so dancey. So right. it's like that mixed audience. It's yeah. like, you know, me in my like mid to late 30s, just mm. kind of like, Oh, I don't like being near the front. Yeah. <laughs> and then the young people like play something new from the new album. <laughs> well, I I've seen bands like My Bloody Valentine, which have like a very much like a they were different at their time too. But mm. um, and it's almost like they're the XX were like the quiet babies mm. of that of bands like that. They were just still playing atmospheric guitar music and they were having some like monkey vocals and everything else. But like they were also playing it really fucking loud. Yeah. Um, and you were allowed to, but you still swayed to it. Yeah. So mm. it was like still, it was still like swaying music, but it was really, really in your face swaying music with good visuals as yeah. well. So yeah, yeah it just like they were like the, the babies that were had turned their amps down. Mm-hmm. Um, that was how I imagined the XX. Yeah. Because it's very, you, it feels like they're very introverted. And there's one thing that I love, some things that I love is introverts who play music because it's not natural for someone like, so I always think of the Nationals lead singer whose name I can't remember right off the top of my head right now. But he, when he performs, he doesn't want to be up there. He doesn't like yeah. performing, but the music is so through him and coming out of him that it can't, he can't stop it. So the mm. only way he can deal with it is to be up there. And so he does it. He tries to do it without looking at anybody. He tries to do it without thinking, like you can tell what he's going through. And I feel it would be similar with these guys. Like they're not big, boisterous people. They're not making big, boisterous music, but they've just got a feeling for something that is coming through them and they have to put it out there on the stage. I think, I mean, that's what I, I mean, I think Romy and Oliver are like like that. Yeah. But Jamie's really come into. Jamie's the beats dude. Like, who's Jamie's like, yeah. the beats dude. Yeah. That's just <laughs> kind of like coming to their you know, own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's really, I mean, I guess that's the other thing in, in, in hindsight. I mean, this is a huge pop band, right? Let's mm-hmm. not pretend they are Yep. Mm-hmm. like, you know, people are like, Oh, pop sucks. It's like, it just, pop just means popular. That's, yeah. that's, that's they, not a bad they thing. Want to yeah. Yeah. They're on adverts. They're yeah. popular. Yeah. The Supremes were popular. They're a <laughs> pop band. <laughs> like, um, and when you think about it, they don't fit that mold of a pop band, right? Mm. And, or a big rock band, even though they can. Sell out, like you know, that yeah. was a sold out. That was two sold out shows at the yeah. Tivoli from memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would fill any Splendor lineup or yeah. any of those. Yeah, of course. But they're not like you don't think of them as big world beaters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. Did you have any favorite songs that you wanted to talk about from the album? What's what are some of the ones that really grab you? Oh, I had to re-listen to the album. Let me. I'm gonna get right. George. Do you have any songs? Yeah. Let's, let's grab one from George before we get started. Um, I really uh, can. I just jump straight to the end and say you that can. I really fucking love stars. Yeah. Um, because that thumping bass and then that like stampy kind of piano chords um, sounded so lovely um, with um, so Oliver's vocals lining up with the main melody and stuff, which is something that I don't often enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something yeah, you've on, mentioned that before. Yeah, that? yeah. I, I have a real thing against the vocal line being the same as the guitar line. Okay. I real, I'm just like, no, you're a different instrument. Stop it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you, and so I've got like a real thing against it. Um, but then it had so much like power and the first two minutes were like really grabby and then it has that drop, yep. which is really nice. And then the dirty bass, dirty bass comes in and mm-hmm. then and it's just, it starts going really like sexy. And so for like the last minute, the whole sound was really full and really powerful. And, and then it just has 10 min- ten seconds of like just silence just to go, 
Yeah. Yeah. and yeah. so like as a song i was like you it was a full and complete song for me and i really enjoyed that one so mm. it's a beautiful song stars is like yeah yeah it, and they could have put that anywhere on the record like they finished with it but mm. they, it wasn't necessarily like a i'm closing on this record it mm. could have been anywhere on the record and would have been fine um but the fact that they almost built up the album despite having like loads of the hits and stuff really up front um they built they had this crescendo at the end with stars and then went shush and yeah. then they were done yeah it's like this is our album it was only 38 minutes long so yeah yeah it's a short record feels, short and sharp. feels longer like yeah. as mm. a record goes like sometimes we have like you know at like, like hour and a half long records or whatever and you're like feels really short or whatever but this one feels longer than 38 minutes i think just because of the soundscapes and dream sounds or whatever that they have mm. so that kind of works really well you definitely wouldn't accuse them ever of not doing the most. They like the vocals being just following any pattern. Like mm. the vocals, both of them, when they come together, when they work separately, they're always completely independent, separate instruments and separate mm. things that they're doing. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So yes, ah, oh, big fan of Heart Skip the Beat, mm-hmm. which is like you know that middle yep. song in the record. Yep. yep. Just because it's um, like lyrically, I just thought like. You know, heart skips a beat, but when I caught it up, you were out of reach. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard it before. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the sensibility of a pop song that appeals to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's really hard to find a kind of pop song. So, you know, it's got, it's beat driven. It's still got those moments of space with that guitar, mm-hmm. but it's got this lyrical quality where you're like every... 12 year old to 60 year old remembers that moment where like the kind of heart skipped a beat yeah but it was too late and And so there was something beautiful about that that i found Mm -hmm. yeah because they're talking to each other in it and that's what i thought was really sweet when it came lyrically they were just like having this conversation Conversation. yeah and i really enjoy that when you've got multi-vocals i really enjoy when they're having a conversation with each other and not always just harmonizing and not always like and it's a story right so that's what i really liked about that song it's like a story that they're saying to each other yes right or having with each other mm-hmm. right Ooh, yeah. we're reading into it yeah, but like you know and that's the you yeah. know that's the beauty of that male feet like you know that conversation that they're having um and then when it hits to both of them singing it's mm-hmm. like a really beautiful harmony yeah that one's got hand claps for you, George. I know. I was going to say, we love the hand claps too, but George really loves I mean, hand yeah, claps. Goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking love it. Love the hand claps. Yeah, I was going to say it's got hand claps, so um, I was re- I'm really happy with that. So uh, there's certain things like oohs and ahs, hand claps, woes, and yeah. oys, um, <laughs> and a few other things like depending on the genre. Um, but yeah, I really love a ha- I, I really love a hand clap. Like oh. you can't go wrong. It's just like it's yeah. when because you know when you play it live. The audience is going to be there. Yep, they're there for you. It's kind of funny when you talk about how synced it was because, like, that's a thing in music we would talk about the most. Like, whenever you go, oh, what songs get synced? And you go, oh, watch uh, free-to-air television between five and seven and every song has ooze, Mm -hmm. has claps, has la's in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because those are the things that, like, really appeal to us. Yeah. But the hand claps aren't a consistent melody, a consistent, yeah, sorry, because it's a rhythm. So this is the beauty of this. Like they love their offbeat, off-kilter percussion. Like they'll have four different percussion things and they'll jang them all together, but not in like, here comes one, here comes the next one. It's like, no, we're going to stop a beat and we're going to jump over yeah. here. And this song in particular, 
I love because it's hot skip to beat and there are Stops. definite moments where there's like there's no beat and right when you were expecting one. So I like I really liked that they that thematically it carried through. Yeah, yeah I enjoy that very much. So um the guitars are really refrained in that. So it meant mm. that everything else got yeah, to play, play out loud. Yeah, yeah, really percussion. So that's a nice one. Uh, but the, even when the guitar played, it was just like really sweet notes. Like mm-hmm. just like little twinkles here and there rather than that if it came in with anything jagged it would be wrong yeah. so it, they knew what they were doing on that to make mm. it cute but this is all the way through the albums that's one of the things that i've noticed is that because everything is so stripped back every little piece matters so every little item that comes in even it's like there'll be times when there's like a click like a little finger click and there might only be like three of them in a song and it'll just come through and then it'll just stop. But you just know because of the way they put it together that it's important and it meant something. So well, you know, some bands, you know, you would go if you have your standard four or five pieces, like, well, they've all got to be playing at the same time. So let's just have them all playing at the same time and do what, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like, no, no, if there's no reason for a guitar piece to be there, we're not going to put a guitar piece there. We're just going to pull it out, mm. have a vocalist, have a percussion and see it. And, and it all just works on those levels. Yeah, I mean, going through this album, there are moments like that are like like layered. There are a lot mm. of instruments going at that same time. Yeah, but you know, in that moment that all those intru- instruments are happening at the same time, mm-hmm. there's a point to them. Yeah, and there is, you know, that either they're slightly out of tune, like a little bit on the offbeat, but yeah. they're not repetitive and not predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like you know, those bass beats can go in like those consecutive cycles. Um, but there's like, even when we talk about crystallized where it has that running beat at the start yeah. that then stops into mm-hmm. like almost a click, right? Like, yeah. And so there's these really wonderful moments of instrumentation through it where yeah. it, it feels like every note from every instrument has a purpose. Mm. I feel like he hits the edge of the toms quite a lot and I really yeah. enjoy that sound. <laughs> yeah. I really love that, that click-click yeah, click sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause sometimes you it depending on the effects that are running through the running through the mic, um you it can sound like a hand clap as well. So I'm like I'm tricked into a hand clap when it's actually just like the clicking <laughs> of the edge of the tom. So that's really fun. So, so yes. speaking of hitting the offbeat and crystallize is you do have it the opening is like, yep, this is pretty straightforward and then the bass line comes in and the bass line is half a beat off. goosebumps every time they feel it 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 only happens at the start and at the end so they don't this is the other thing they don't do that all the way through either like they'll they put the bass on the offbeat and then they take it away for a little while and then they'll bring it back and it was just yeah i love just that offbeat and like it's that thing where it's a couple of listens right yeah you're you're listening to it and you're like something's something's not quite right it's just it's slightly to the left of where i expect it to be but it's it's that thing of like I bet people were telling them, don't do that. Just hit the beat on every single yeah. thing. And they're like, no, no, th- this works for us. And we, we want to create a space and it, we want people to feel uncomfortable and goosebumpy all at the same time. And so that's that offbeat really works for it. Yeah, but even like think of something like Shelter, which like starts yes. with that space mm-hmm. and just like singular poly- piano keys. Yeah. yeah. like that- And vocals, like giving the room for those Romy's vocals to just own that space mm-hmm. and create that... um vulnerability that yeah. reminded me of like the like that modern version of the massive attacks teardrop the way that that started mm. and the way that sound was just really simple yeah. and, th- and then there's just that really simple vocal like female vocal over the top and that just kind of made me 
go like, oh, you're like, it's like the new wave, ver- like the newer version of that sort of thing. And then obviously it changes, like yeah. the song, like builds moves. into crescendo and mm. definitely, um, and it has that, um, the XX sound, that, that guitar sound, yeah. which is just the XX sound. Yeah. yeah. Like you just, anytime I would hear that record, I'm just like, yeah. So I know who yeah. That, that I guitar tone's very particular. Yeah. Like it, it was very particular to them. Mm-hmm. Like and you yeah. mentioned, other people have been trying to like imitated it afterwards yeah. on yeah. Triple J, but that tone was very particular to them mm. um, at the time. I really love the lyrics on that one because it's like um, lovers having a misunderstanding at bedtime. Yes, Georgie. It yes. is so good. And because <laughs> it has the lyrics in it. listened and I was like oh Matt I've been in that situation mm. where I'm just like I wish I wish you could see it from my perspective I wish you could do that and it's just like misunderstanding and it's just these two lovers having this like like mm. and it's at bedtime and you know that that's the worst time yeah, to have you just want to go to bed yeah. you just want to go to bed <laughs> but you know that if it was in the daytime you'd be rational yeah. but when it's at nighttime, there's emotions flowing that you can't quite control so having that misunderstanding you know and you're sleepy it just they really captured that in shelter a lot in that song did you find like sorry georgie did you find like so many times like in a lot of these songs um where there are like lyrical content there was moments like and that's what i think is a great written pop song right this moment where you can feel that emotion and put yourself Mm -hmm. in it because you've been in there and that's you know one of the reasons why i thought this record Mm. different from like you know other records in that time but also how it stands out against the test of time yeah is i can still listen to a lot of these songs so shelter um basic space vcr you know we watch things on vcr mm-hmm. talk yeah. about big love Such like yeah. you know and it's like we're not watching vcr but that's what we're doing with netflix yeah. like yeah and i just found um so much of this record when it talks about love and loss and the basic kind of emotions mm. that can happen within in, interhuman relationships that still reverberate now for yeah. me. Yeah. And I think the beauty of the lyrics a lot of the way through the album too is there's not they're not verbose either. Like they usually you look at the lyrics for a song and it's like you short, sharp lines and not a huge amount of them either. So they pick their lines, they pick the tone of the song that they're going for. And then they just hit that and it's like they, they don't try and crowd that space with vocals as well. And some are quite obvious and some are a bit more pseudo cryptic mm. kind of um, <laughs> like where they've written. It feels like they've written a poem. They've just taken a few lines out of it. And, yeah. and you're missing bits. You're like, missing. What's the rest of the yeah, story? you're missing it. So even in crystallized, um, it's. I think it was. Yeah, exactly, right? But what so, does it mean? Yeah, I know. So I'm just like, I, I wrote the lyrics down because they meant something to me, but I don't know what they mean. <laughs> and, and so I, I did just like, you're tricking me and you haven't, you've only given me half of the poem or you've only given me one of the love letters and you haven't given me the response. And like, I feel like you've, you're, you're tricksy. Yeah. Trick, so yeah, there's, so there's a few times I've just like picked out lyrics in those the kind of ways. But I found like that let me like put my own meaning mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's how it... um. Like, that's how I felt like I was, you know, this song, like, I guess to an extent, I always don't think of them as incredibly popular, 
Um, and just hearing you, Georgie, talk about like they were on every ad. Yeah. Um, but then <laughs> yeah. because, you know, these songs seem so personal and because there is those like those lyrical contact that you're like, I don't have the full story. So you make the full story. Mm. And that's um, sometimes a really wonderful thing in music. Yes, that's true. I, yeah. Give, like when you are allowed the freedom to make your own meaning from the lyrics they give you that that's really awesome you know if you take a band like radiohead they started off really obvious and then they yeah. got to dadoism so it's like uh, you're like all right fair enough okay we knew how you felt a long time ago tom but things have changed yeah. um, whereas, i don't know how you feel tom but i'm worried <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yes so uh, that worked um but uh, yes yeah, so there's only a few times like i picked out particular lyrics but um those were a couple of them and i'm sure we'll get to another one so uh, yes. Well, um, how about you? Liam? So one of the ones I did pick out a lyric from, and I'm the same, I didn't pick out a lot of lyrics. It was sort of the very low down vocal. So the lyrics didn't necessarily grab my attention as much. But one of the ones I did grab was Basic Space, oh. which does a huge amount with layered percussion. Like that's one of those ones where there's like five or six percussion things happening at once. Two of them will come in, one of them will go away, three come in, you go away. But um, where Romy sings, I've been underwater, breathing out and in. I think I'm losing where you end and I begin. And that's, so, yeah, I thought that was, that's never happened to myself in a relationship, but I know that that's a very common experience and a common way for people to feel in relationships. It's like I'm losing that sense of self and just becoming the sense of a couple that's losing, yeah. And losing your own identity. Yeah. 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 And that's the song, I think, that goes from like a minor into a major in the chorus. And you're like, right. what, the, what the hell are you doing? Like, where <laughs> did, did that where, happen? Where did it come from? Like, I was not expecting that. I was like, I was thinking minor chords all the way, like minor, like C yeah. added ninth side kind of thing, like throughout this record. And then it kind of just in that, like, it really tricked me on that song because it just went into a major. And I was just like, whoa, there's, <laughs> there's a lift. Like, I did not expect that. The very, um, creative in the sense of they're surprising because yeah. like, I think in a, in a lot of sets like um music can feel prescriptive mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen there's going to be a verse there's yeah. going to be a repetitive <sighs> there's going to be a nice bridge with a good hook and a repetitive chorus yeah. <laughs> but the instrumentation and the movement of like the minor to major just really kind of throws you off kilter yeah that mm. one did that one I, I was like oh yeah, you hear me. Ooh, um, I like it, guys. I like it. <laughs> I like Feeling it. it. Uh, yes, and I was going to say, um, lyric-wise, whilst we're here, um, on Islands, mm-hmm. uh, there is... I am yours now So now I don't ever have to leave I've been found now So now I'll never explore And I was like, really cute. It's another couple one again. Yeah, it's just a really cutesy song again. So um, it's like, it's got really tricksy drums like mm. on that. Um, it's like they kind of trick you. Like when, as, as the drums are coming in, it's like it moves from like different movements throughout the song. Um, so it's not like, hey, I'm playing the drums. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start to finish. Like they, that, like it really trips you up sometimes, like, which is which is good when you're swaying and you're like, oh, now I'm swaying out of time. Mm. And now we're <laughs> back into time. But yeah. that's, I mean, you know, the Islands, and I think you were saying that it, charted on triple j hottest mm. 100 yeah 56 or yeah 56 mm-hmm. but like i mean don't you think it's so interesting because you know we talk about the excess as an indie band mm. right that is doing like these weird time signatures changes mm. of tempo in the middle changes of keys in the middle but you know islands it's it's a beautiful love song yeah, yeah. it's just, it's a beautiful pop song that mm-hmm. they've somehow dressed mm. um 
in the most interesting way possible. I think it's interesting because it's, I think back then they were probably victims. So they had this huge album that really exploded. So they would have had songs that were all over Triple J. But I think when it comes to an end of year and you think, okay, what were the really, what's the really hooky, the songs that really grabbed me this year? These probably don't jump to mind. So that's mm. probably where they didn't have as much success as they probably should versus the popularity of the album overall is like, what are the really big songs? Because I would have put Crystallized up there above, probably above Islands. Mm. So the idea that that didn't make it is like, I'm just really surprised about it. I guess it just, the, it just didn't grab people's memories. And then I think now, if they put this album out now, it would. Like they'd probably get like eight songs in the countdown and they'd be like, they'd be killing it all over the place. Mm. But because they were so groundbreaking at the time, everyone's now built on the success that they had that they yeah. sort of didn't, probably didn't land as much as they it could have in that first instance. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Triple J is a weird one. It's like, thank yeah. you, Triple J, that you exist, but also, like, fuck, I grew up in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Triple J was a different space. Yeah, <laughs> and interestingly enough, though, like that memory thing is such a thing. Like, you know, I will hear artists go, "Oh, we're not going to release until October, so we can be in the hottest mm-hmm. one hundred because yep. memory." Oh man, yeah, you know, yeah. and so so Islands would probably like. I, I'm pretty sure it was like. Crystallize was first. So that came out in the April, Basic yeah, Space in August, Islands in October. Right. And yeah. so that would have been like the last one, which is why everyone remembered yeah. it. Because <laughs> I've talked before. Human yeah. memory. I think, I've, I think I've talked before about that with some of the Australian bands that we've done where they've, they probably would have made the countdown, but they released in February and suddenly, and so by August, everybody just, Forgotten. like it was just part, of, part yeah. of it. That's fair enough. Um, I can I just say that um, fantasy was really dreamy, but it made me like had that haunted organ sound as mm-hmm. opposed to like just straight up keyboards. Um, but it sounded to me like it was a haunted organ having a conversation with a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the vocals, like where the the way it played together, like and all then, of his vocals are really mm. yeah, they're, yeah, they're 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 drawn in that way that you feel like it's kind of like he stood behind you and you should probably be scared. Um, like really deep, like like that. Yeah. really highlights that lower register of his yeah. too like and the bass on that one i really liked it was smooth and sexy but like the guitar when it came in it just picked picked and then slid mm. and i was like oh oh okay that's nice so it was like a nice way of doing it. like uh, when it came up with fantasy it was did make feel kind of ethereal or ghostly is that the only one where he's the only one that sings yes. i think yes. it's the only one non- yeah. yeah so that, that stood out for me because i was like oh i kind of like the duets and it sort of stood out that it wasn't it missed it was missing something by not having the full by having the two of them doing the vocals together. Oh, I oh feel, okay. I, well, he felt like a ghost. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. I, like it. Yeah, not that it was a bad song, but it just when all the other songs and their vocals are so key to working with each other. I think if you had a if you had this band and only one of them sang, it would just be such a completely different beast and not definitely not up at the level. But the duets and the the by nature of it, two mm. of them together, just is so much of what makes up the identity of the band that when it, it it's really key, you can feel it missing when it's not there. Their vocals are really clear. It's really obvious it's mm. them. Like yeah. compared to, you could play them against like ten other album, albums or whatever, and you go, oh yeah, that's who they are. And yeah. same with the guitar sound, as we said, like you could again pit them against other bands in the same genre and just go, no, that one's the XX. Mm. Mm. But you also, I mean, so with that, I found I didn't miss Roma's vocals in it, mm-hmm. but I like found that, like, I mean, there was something really um, low and almost sexy to Oliver's vocals mm-hmm. in fantasy because there's just hit hit yeah. on that lower beat. But the other side of it also is, um, like, through all the songs, like the clarity in the lyrics, mm-hmm. like the way you know their voices are treated as instruments. Yeah. And that is like, you know, the fluctuations, the inflictions, the pauses, the way they pronounce. Yeah. 
um, the way they draw out. And that was, you know, something that was, again, really different in that time mm. where that vocal, the, the these two people have wonderful vocals. Yeah. And they're an instrument. Yeah. You know, I can't say the same for... Many bands know. at all. Many bands. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really love Infinity. That was probably my favourite song on the album. Um, and not just mm-hmm. because the guitar part sounded like Chris Isaac's I Want to Fall in Love. Oh, uh, yep. That's what it was. Oh, my God. I had. Sounds like an old country slash pop love song. Couldn't remember. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it. I didn't even think of that. That's so right. It's like they've obviously tuned it the same way and it's the same... Oh. No, it's like it's not the same melody, and, and but it's similar slides. In yeah, it the too. slides yeah, and yeah. just and the open yeah. space, which that song does really well as well. Like it's just yeah, really cool. Um, and then the interplay when Oliver is singing "Give It Up" and Romy is singing "I Can't Give It Up" is just like that. Just kills me every time. I love it. Give it up. When she's singing, it's not defiant and opposed to him. Like they're not at loggerheads with each other, but mm. it's more just her voice is desperate for herself, and it, it almost feels like she is going to give it up. But she's trying to say to herself that I can't and I won't. But she kind of knows that she will. And then he's sort of just going, not going, no, I'm forcing you to. Just like, no, you are. So let's just, you know, well, I'm, I'm just going to be that voice that keeps telling you the thing that you already know. And so, yeah. Um, it, and then it builds into what's like a crescendo for this album. And the album doesn't have many crescendos, but no. this, it had yeah. actual symbols in it, which was like, oh my God, the symbols <laughs> came out of nowhere. Um, it had finger clicks. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah the, all the, like lots of different percussion. It had finger clicks. Yeah. 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 So they just like, they were doing all, all sorts going on. Yeah. Um, with the drums, which I thought was a really lovely addition, mm. like a really nice sound to add to that. Yeah, I think it's interesting that like we keep talking about drums, but there's no drums listed in the things that the bands, the band members did. So it was all production. Like you didn't mm. think of it as a band having a drummer. He has a, but it's a dude. Yeah, yeah, it's a guy with a beat drum. Yeah, beat with, machine, which yeah. is, might be the M. Could be the MPC mm. stuff. Yeah, so which is the MPC, I think. Yeah, yeah, that idea of having a drummer sitting there the whole time trying to think of things through just obviously is not the case. Like it's they only use the bits that they need, and so he just creates the bits that they need when they mm. need them. Did you have any other songs you wanted to talk about before we, or any other stories or anything before we do jump to final pitch? <laughs> no, no, I think that was a really great conversation. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I mean, it's interesting how we're not talking about the hits though. Like, mm. I think that's really like, you know, we, we like, like, like we didn't need, like we don't need those hits. Like there yeah. was four big hits that were really synced. There was a lot of singles on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but those singles all have a place, but then these other, songs which traditionally can be fillers mm-hmm. in albums yeah right mm-hmm. are not fillers at all and have um a great space in it and i think one of the most amazing thing like including the intro all the way through the album there's a really wonderful synergy mm-hmm. like there's not really a song that feels that it's out of place yeah and to an extent 
all the songs could be mixed up mm-hmm. and still feel yeah in place. And I think that's you know one of the most amazing things of this album. Cool. Ah. Was that your final pitch, or did you want? Did, oh, oh, was that final it? pitch, George. Unless you had anything else you wanted to jump in. No, with, no, no, no. Let's just, go. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for this one. Yeah. <laughs> this little dynamo over here. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, final I, pitch or was that that can be your final pitch? I that think was that's really my good. Final pitch. I think. I mean, it's a, it's an album with synergy. It was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, it ha- it's it it has a musicianship and instrumentationship that wasn't that is that we can all acknowledge is very great. Like mm-hmm. these are great musicians, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think there's a part of it that's out of place, and that's why I think it's a flawless album. Cool. Awesome. George, Hello. final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Final thoughts. Ta-da. So when you first pitched the XX, my instinct was, oh, no. <laughs> because I was like, oh, this is the album. This is the song that I've heard in every fucking advert. This is the song that I had in every BBC documentary and this, that, and the other. And I was like, and now I'm going to listen to the whole thing again. And so I was like, oh. So um, I listened to it with fresh ears, which is good because it's been like, you know, 10 years since I last listened to the album. So I listened to it with fresh ears and like, did get this brand new appreciation of the musicianship and I'd get new appreciation of the songs. And then I found that because it, I've lived in Australia for so long now um, and the XX aren't used in adverts, um, the pre- those hits didn't annoy me. They were, they didn't, like, they reminded me (laughs) of the fact that I would hear them so, like, often, like, advertising British gas or something like that. Um, But when I listened to them again, I just went, oh, that's a really pretty song. Like, like, just kept going, oh, that's a really pretty song again. Yeah, that's still a really, really pretty song. So I really appreciated listening to it again. But, uh, (laughs) but, like, uh, as a grown-up and not as somebody that was forced to listen to it because we were in the UK. If you liked indie, <laughs> you were forced. Oh uh, yeah, no. Um, so I really do enjoy so many of the songs. However, for me, it wasn't a flawless record because they they skimped me on a couple of songs which were too short. Ah, okay. And then they gave me too much on a couple of songs which are too long. So Islands is two minutes forty, I believe, yeah. and. That's not enough, quite <laughs> frankly. They could have given me a lot more because uh, if I go to Infinity, which you loved, yeah. and I was like, that's over five minutes. I was like, no, take two minutes out of Infinity oh. and put that back over into Ireland. I really like the I, length of Infinity. Yeah, but I I, I struggled, I think, a few okay. times because um, I really loved a lot of it. But then I would find myself going, shit, where am I in the album? And then I'd lost because that sound is so... Um, uh, it follows through the whole album I'd forgotten if I was at the beginning middle or end and then I'd, I I lost my place so a few times I did that but I really enjoyed listening to it again and writing so many colorful notes <laughs> about stuff and, and actually paying attention to the lyrics and I can appreciate it but I think as a debut album I felt like they if they had just one grown up in the room to say like do this a little bit differently and then it it might play out a little, play out a little bit differently. Then I, I felt like it had that kind of feel to it, but it was really good otherwise. But thank you. George does that. She reproduces albums. She's like, if I was the producer, I would do this. <laughs> I do. Well, I'm just like, it's I just, great. I, love I just it. wanted to take yeah. a couple of minutes out or like the odd 30 seconds out of a few songs and give them to something else where I felt like they were really giving me something. And that was just me being very fussy and fussy <laughs> about listening to yeah. the album. So yes, but it was good to, actually go back to the xx and go oh you don't have to just remind me of like turning 
switching over the channel, you can, you're like, <laughs> not the gas again. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right? It's actually, I just could appreciate the music for itself and for mm. everything it stood for. And I think it's a plucky and daring debut record. Mm. And yeah, we didn't talk about how great it is for a debut. That's for a debut. debut. It's Which incredible. A debut yeah. for um, these young people who brought out something so intimate and let us into their lives by creating such an intimate record. And I think that's a really powerful thing for someone to do. So um, but I but hats off to them. I think they did a fucking cracking job. Cool. Cool. Awesome. There you go. Liam. Over to me. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said before, I had, I'd heard of them and I know what impact they had on indie rock. And to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of what they've done to indie rock. Like I did like the big boisterous <laughs> stuff, like my mid nornies, yeah. big boys with big guitars, that sort of stuff. I love that stuff. The good news is since 2009, the internet came along. Mm. So I don't actually need radio to get to find me those big boys with the guitars anywhere. I can do it all by myself. So that's all good. <laughs> um, so the first time I listened to it, I just had it on and I like nothing really stuck with me at all. And I was like, this is, I don't know what's going on here because I knew it was supposed to be one of the best albums ever. And then I, oh, um, we didn't mention it. it was 2013. It was ranked 237 on Enemies Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. So, yeah, right up there. Didn't take them any time to think it was great. So then I listened to it with headphones on, and it's a completely different experience. This is a headphones album. The f- You have to, like, you can definitely go and see them live and hear it on the radio, but you've got to listen to it on the headphones to get a full experience for what it really is. And I loved it. I loved all the different layers. I loved the different percussion. I loved what they were doing. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been missing this stuff the whole time. So it's very headphones album. Every little piece is so important. It's so intricately crafted. It's like a soundtrack for a night out, but like a bad night out. Like it's just not a good, you know, it's not, this is not a sad party at time. The end. This is a sad you're at the like, end You're like, it was fun, but I'm... Yeah, but I think I'm, I'm in love. Covered in ketchup. Yeah. And they don't like me. <laughs> and may, and also like a small person living alone in a big city, surrounded by just giant things that they don't understand and they can't connect with. So yeah, really, really liked it. The problem came then when I stopped listening to it and I took the headphones off. I couldn't remember any of it. Yeah, none of it stuck in my memory at all. So normally I want to be dragged back into like if I know something's false, I'll be like, yeah, I can't wait till the next time I'm going to listen to it because I remember this bit. I remember that bit and it took me like five goes to even go, oh yeah, the bits in Infinity that I like and the crystallized bits. But as soon as I turned it off, I couldn't remember what it was like, which I think is just my lack of exposure to this kind of music and that's something that I'm going to have to deal with. But I, that that really like, as soon as I was listening to it, I loved it. But as soon as I stopped listening to it, I didn't feel compelled to listen to it again, which was why I couldn't say that it was flawless. <sighs> so there we go. Flawless, but no, not quite no there. Dig, but not, great not album. Great album. It is yeah, a great album. Deserves its reputation as one of the one of the yeah, outstanding totally. ones and changing the genre as we know it. And they deserved winning. I think it was like ten or fifty grand in the Mercury Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, definitely. Like well worth. as young people creating something like that, I was mm. just like, yeah, yeah, you can't. Fo- like it's just, yeah, it's a great record. Mm. Uh, so we want to thank everyone for listening and thank you, Trina, for nominating such a great thank album. Thank you so Ooh. much for such a wonderful conversation. Oh, good. So much fun. Good we, we have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, and give us a rating. And every little bit helps us to find more music lovers like you. And, of course, we have Flawless Friends and Family on Facebook as well. So you can find the link to that in our show notes. As mentioned, we also have a Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Flawless AMP. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Cause we can give it time, so much time with it. Maybe.